0: Well, Axie, welcome to episode 22 of After the Split, and most importantly, and I'm happy about this one, the third episode in a row that's coming out in time. Let's go season two. For those Woo, of you you, Yeah. For those of you that don't already know, this is the Deep Dive interview show going into the lives of speedrunners. We release episodes every other Saturday. You know, I try to anyway. And you can find this on any place you listen to other podcasts such as YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Today I'm honored to have longtime uh, supporter of the show and Simpsons Hidden Run extraordinaire, Axington123, a.k.a. the lovely Axie. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, Just chilling, you know. How are you doing? Oh, I'm I'm doing pretty good. A little bit late to start to the day, but I promise I've had my coffee. I'm hoping to be as attentive as possible. But love to hear it and thank you again for coming on. Thanks for having me. Uh timing these is always interesting. We were talking about just a little bit before, but so for people that don't know you, where are you from? Uh, I'm Wales. So UK based. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I my brain, I guess, didn't work. I don't know why. I thought you were Australian. What in the world?
1: No, my my mother's Australian.
0: Uh, oh, but I'm UK. Well, my bad about that, then. You know, it is weird, because I'm pretty sure you told me, but my memory is just not good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I pretty much get lumped in with Australians sometimes, and I don't know why, but here we are.
0: I mean, I guess they're just, uh, they're they're the crazy, uh, UK folk, right?
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: Now, it's, uh, it's gotta be a little bit later for you then, so I appreciate you making the the time zone work.
1: Yeah, it's like 11pm, uh... I usually, as I said previously, like, I'm usually awake at this time because I work night shifts uh, in the job I do. So this time, if I'm not at work, I'm usually awake anyway. So if it works for you, it works for me.
0: Hey, well, good, because I've actually, i worked night shift for several years and I kind of liked it, but a lot of people very principally hate it. So I guess, do you like it or is it just like, this is just a job and that's what they want?
1: I enjoy doing what I do and when I do it. I think I've always enjoyed being able to take control of what I want to do more. And because I work in the care sector, looking after people with autism, learning disabilities and stuff, at night, I'm primarily on my own. So yes, a lot of the times the people I look after are asleep. And a lot of my job is to make sure that they're okay and... I can just get on and do my cleaning and stuff. I don't have to deal with all the hustle and hassle of like having several people around you having to organize situations. Just being able to work on my own is is really nice.
0: Oh yeah, I bet. I uh, that's actually that's one of the bigger things I liked about nights was the kind of lack of people babysitting you. Is more just okay. You you come to work, you do what you're supposed to do, and that's cool without being just ugh people riding on you
1: you don't deal with like management or anything and i have no issues with anybody i work with but i always like to just get on and do what i do because i know how to do my job kind of thing yeah yeah for sure and nights just give you the autonomy of just controlling your shift basically
0: i definitely i don't know if i'm the type of person that would be able to work and care like i've talked to fellow uh after the split alumni, Joshua girl, uh, he works at elder care facilities, and it sounds, I mean, just... Because people, ultimately, it can be a little needy, and so when people aren't able to take care of themselves fully, it can be a little gross, a little sad, all the above, and I I don't know if I'm built for it, so kudos to you for being able to deal with it on the day-to-day.
1: Yeah, uh, I will say, like, elderly care and the care I do is uh, totally different. The care i do is a lot more i think physically demanding as well because mm-hmm. i deal with like challenging behaviors and that side of things so it's not too bad and you also know that like a lot of the times in elderly it's harder to get from doing things because they have all these health conditions and stuff whereas in my side of work they're still active they're still able to do things and you can still get a huge amount of benefits out of it. So I, I really enjoy what I do.
0: How long have you been doing it now?
1: Uh, Five years coming up.
0: Oh, dang. All right. So you must at least not hate it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And I've pretty much just uh, signed up to two more years because I've just started doing a, a healthcare course alongside work. So that once i do that it'll allow me to basically progress easier in care if i want to
0: well i definitely want to dive into this a little bit more because i'm nosy but for anybody that doesn't know you uh i guess so i I, i'd like to start anyway how did you come up with the name axington
1: so when i was young it came from axie Axie was the starting point of all of this when I was young, maybe about four, five, whatever, um, my dad, a couple of his friends, and a couple of his kids and uh, their kids and stuff, were would go to campsites and stuff in the mid to late nineties and everything. And one of those nights, uh, I got hold of a little a little hatchet and was just uh was just attacking this little piece of wood and. I kept, uh, and I pushed Choppy and Axe together and just kept saying Axe, Axie Axie <laughs> And that is how the term Axey came up. And Axington didn't uh, come up until later. I think that came up around in 2005 because I was going to start playing World of Warcraft and Axe was taken... So I had to think of something else and I thought what would be a good version of Axie to be to play as this dwarf hunter. Axington just seemed to fit.
0: Ah uh, yes, it. Sir Axington.
1: Yeah, it it was like okay. And since then that became more of my Twitch name, my speedrun name whereas I've always used Axie for more of my like social kind mm-hmm. of things. So Basically the same thing, but I've always liked having like Axie as my Discord name, my social talk name kind of thing, and then Axington is my almost like business name.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Now, I'll be honest, if I saw a, a young kid with a hatchet, I might be a little concerned he's off to be a serial killer or something, but I'm glad <laughs> you turned out okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the whole like look on things back in 90s compared to now has totally changed am i still with you yeah 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 sorry i i knocked a cable my screen went off and i wasn't sure if i was still here but we're back uh yeah the whole look and feel of things in the 90s compared to now is totally different like because i was sat next to them and because like I couldn't really go anywhere, mm-hmm. and I was just having fun on the side, just attacking this piece of wood. I don't think it was an issue, whereas obviously nowadays, I think you you see a kid with anything, and you'd instantly like almost scream.
0: Yeah, right. But,
1: but then my dad also grew up in in Swansea, a place in Wales, and. Back there, in the, in the like seventies, where he grew up, they didn't have like health and safety things, you know. Yeah. So he always wanted his kids to be able to be a bit more free to nature and like not always be scared about things. If that makes sense.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Probably a healthier way to go too. I mean. Nowadays especially, it's it's a little scary out there, so to be extra paranoid is just like, eh, that can't be good for the mind.
1: Exactly. He, my dad always let me just be who I wanted to be, as long as I wasn't doing anything dangerous, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Pretty much just don't be stupid, yeah. That's that yeah. a good way to grow up. You over-shelter somebody and, eh, you're just gonna push them to do quite the opposite of intention. Exactly, yeah. But so, what games have you run for the people that may not be aware who you are? So,
1: primarily, I'm a Simpsons Hit and Run speedrunner, board mod community representative. Let's go.
2: Hey.
0: Uh,
1: But I've also, and that was my very first speed game. That's how I actually got into speedrunning. Which, how long ago Uh, was that? It was two years ago. It was at the very start of a pandemic.
0: Me too. I'm a I'm a covid baby runner.
1: Yeah. Which uh, I think but... is
0: really good for the scene for sure.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. It's it definitely helped just because of the fact that it let a lot of people had spare time. Like I was still mm-hmm. working over time, but a lot of stuff I did outside of work was I just couldn't do it. I wasn't like especially working in care the time. I wasn't allowed to like really go out and. Oh yeah,
0: true. Because you got a lot of other people's lives kind of at risk.
1: So it wasn't like I wasn't allowed to go and exercise outside, but the recommendation was like, if you could stay indoors, even if you other people could go out and do that, um, they then we shouldn't. We should get all of our shopping delivered. Blah blah blah. And, you know, it was tough, but it was to try and keep everybody else safe. So I had a lot of spare time of uh, just being able to speedrun. It started off with just Simpsons Hit and Run, and then I started speedrunning World of Warcraft as well. Which yeah, which I've
0: seen, which seems like quite a, I guess, polar opposite of Simpsons Hit and Run, more like a going from that I don't even know what to call Shar. It's such a weird game. Like it's a not a driving game entirely, but it's also heavily focused on it.
1: It's like a GTA S game. Yeah.
0: Really.
1: Um, to World of Warcraft, which I guess I chose uh, WoW just because of a fact that it had so many childhood memories for me. Yeah. So I've been playing it. I've been playing it on and off for years. So.
0: Are you still playing? Oh, it, uh
1: from time to time, yeah actually played it yesterday
0: in general i've heard from a lot of people that were longtime fans that it's sort of losing some of its appeal and catering to a more casual audience but i i never got into wow personally so my experience is very limited
1: my view on it is like they've gotta they've gotta do what makes money for them you Mm know if if uh, the hardcore base isn't bringing enough money to them then why not cater to casual fans like as as bad as it sounds like sometimes catering to hardcore fans is the death of a company you look at things like blockbusters who just never (laughs) adapted in there and so many other companies over the years just haven't adapted whereas I think gaming is probably the easiest way to adapt because you can literally change your game in a patch Mm -hmm. you can you can do whatever you want to your game in a patch, and if you want to change, and you can like mini patch it as well, um, by just changing a few values and making things either easier or harder depending on how they want. And you can do that in a matter of like days. If something doesn't feel right with your game, you can be on top of it. And WoW always did. So in a way, they've got the right idea to keep them like, going on for years. Yeah. Longer. But it does damage some people's experience, for sure. But unfortunately, that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes.
0: I definitely... I've got some mixed views on, like, patch culture as a whole. Because at least my main thought as far as something like this is games like Smash Brothers, Valorant, stuff like that. Where games that physically couldn't be patched because of hardware limitations back in the early 2000s and stuff like that, Uh, Melee, for example, has just kind of evolved into this beautiful game, but it had such a large ceiling that it allowed things to kind of develop on its own, whereas this, you know, Ultimate came out, and everybody every single month is like, I want this nerfed, I want this buffed, I want this, I want that, and it's like, eh, eh. I kind of like the idea of just play with what you have, and like uh Valorant, for example, is like it can make a character from oh this is you know, they're super good to they're completely unplayable. But you know, balance is a weird thing to try and find, so you never know. It
1: is I, I think it's slight like, like the whole patch culture is slightly different for like an MMO to uh a fighting game or something. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously the MMO experience like if, if it was the same for years, you'd instantly just die off the MMO as soon as you, like, finished the game, basically. Like, if MMOs didn't patch and bring expansions and stuff, they just wouldn't develop as games. And so, especially the pay-monthly kind of experience that World of Warcraft is, they would have so much drop-off that it just wouldn't be profitable. Mm-hmm. And I think for certain games, patches work, but for others, it's way too patch heavy.
0: It's a... Uh, it, I mean, hey, ultimately, I guess like you were saying, it's it's for the company to make money too, so they want to make everybody the most happy. And sometimes the people yeah. that care the most are going to get hurt by that.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately, that's just part of business. Uh True. I went to... So... It's funny because before I did care, I did business, and I got a master's in human resource management. A master's? So a lot, yeah. I have a master's degree. So, oh wow! Yeah, a lot of like the whole way a business like works is quite fascinating to me, especially in the gaming world, because most people are like, "Ah, oh, they're doing this. Uh, it's gonna," and that makes me sad. And I'm just sat there like, "Yes, it makes individuals sad." But companies look at groups of people rather mm-hmm. than individuals.
0: Now, if you Ooh. don't mind me asking, how old are you?
1: I am going to be 32 in like a month Ooh. or two. <laughs>
0: yeah. If it means anything, I wouldn't have guessed it. I would have thought, you know, 24 or something like that.
1: Yeah, no, I'm... Over time, I was 24, yeah. <laughs> That's a long time ago now. <laughs>
0: I yeah, often, I even just, at my like, I'm uh, I'm 27, and I feel almost yeah. sometimes older in the scene. Uh, do you ever feel like that, or are you like, nah, I'm,
1: it's I'm, whatever? Well, I'm the oldest active Shaw runner. That's hype, moment. actually. I, and I think the next oldest is like 28. So. So yeah, it's it's kind of like, it's nice to be because a lot of people also come to me uh with like issues and stuff and they they're like 18 19 Mm -hmm. sometimes like 20. they call you dad uh not to my face
0: (laughs) (laughs) can i call you dad you can call me whatever you want yes all
1: right But, but like when it comes to things this like whole culture, I I've built my whole like brand almost around just being open to people coming to me, and especially because I deal with people with autism and stuff in my job, and I have to learn a lot about it. It also helps because I've I've noticed a lot of speedrunners are like on the autistic spectrum as well. So being able to be someone where they can come and bounce things off and being like ah. Oh, I feel like this is this normal, blah, blah, blah. And I can just be like, yes, It just feel like this, this, this. Or they try and ask me ways in which they can um, get over frustrations in, like, games and stuff, and how to, like, stop fixating over certain things. And then I can use some, like, techniques that I would in my workplace to help people in, like, speedrunning communities and stuff, which is really cool. That's a...
0: That is actually... That is really nice of you for one. I don't I don't think I see it too often anymore where everybody's just overly empathetic and especially, I mean, in your hobbies and your day-to-day. I mean, I'll be honest. I I feel a little selfish a lot of days.
2: Yeah, I think
1: for me, I definitely I I've got better with like knowing when I need a me day as well. Yeah. I just won't respond to anything if I if I don't want to that day (laughs) I'll just not respond to anything you know I'll just go and do anything else and as harsh as that sounds I feel like I need that sometimes because oh yeah
0: I'm the same I'm a total I I actually think I don't know having a disconnect from just everything is super beneficial because a lot of people especially and I'm I'm not a big social media person, which makes, you know, doing Twitch and anything like that kind of a weird juxtaposition, because, like, I just completely dropped off of, you know, Instagram, Facebook, all that. I don't post anything, but it just, I don't know, it all just seemed artificial and overwhelming to me, but, yeah, yeah, to not, just not need to message anybody back, just focus on, hey, I'm in the moment right now with myself, and I need this, and that's fine to me. I think it's natural, even.
2: Yeah,
1: I think for a short while I was getting too much, like, at work I was helping people, when I was trying to do things I was helping people, and it was just, it gets too much sometimes, but I still, I don't ever regret helping people, but I do nowadays put time for myself more than I used to.
0: So I'm very curious, oh, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Which weirdly coincided with me stopping streaming as much. I just decided that, like, I do things when I wanted to do things rather mm-hmm. than when I felt like other people wanted me to do things. So
0: I, I will say, I think I've kind of run into that too. And we've been streaming, I mean, the same amount of time now, just about. And I feel like it's it's only natural, right? Like, the first year, it's, very, it's fun, exciting, especially you start to actually talk to people, meet people then after a while it's like all right so what am i doing this for and i so now because i mean especially when i was not going to school unemployed living by myself for a little bit i was like i'm going live every day i want to try and do something with this see if you know that i do get that growth and you know to some extent but unless you really do something remarkable i don't think most people are going to have you know that big growth plus a little bit of luck no people stuff like that Whatever. But I've also cut back to, I'm just going to go live when I feel like it. And I think that's okay too. Sure, yeah. But I am uh, very curious, especially since, I mean, you've clearly established, you know, how you want to move forward with your future, it seems like. Do, do you live by yourself?
1: Uh, yeah, at the moment I do, yeah. Um, probably for the next year or so, I probably will still.
0: Oh, I, whew, I couldn't imagine not living by myself anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, me and my partner have been together about 10 months now, but oh. we've known each other
2: since.
1: We've known each other for, like, over 10 years at this point. Really? Yeah. Met back in uh, long... uni
0: or something?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, a long, long time ago, we we met. And... We've been friends for so many like years, and always had each other's back. And now, even before me and her got together, she was looking at a, a house and trying to move, but the market is just so bad at oh, the moment. Oh, it's the
0: worst, yeah.
1: So it's quite nice because we know each other, like trust each other, and everything. Mm-hmm. We've we talked about like where we where we will go with things in like a year or two's time. In in case she hasn't got a house yet maybe then we'll start looking as a couple rather than just her alone because at the moment we've only been together like a year it's probably way too soon to be like fully discussing things but it's like okay if nothing's been fine like a year or two then we'll start thinking about things you know
0: so uh do you care if i'm nosy uh go ahead i obviously 10 years is a long time to know somebody who uh who made the first move into oh hey this could be something uh more serious? Um,
1: I think it just uh, gradually like, especially when we couldn't see each other over lockdown and everything, mm-hmm. it it got to a point where like we because I I was with someone before and everything and. I don't think either of us really realized that we were each other's calming point when we met. It was like, yeah. it was okay to be stressed and everything because as soon as we'd meet up, suddenly, you know when you meet someone and like your energy is just calm whenever you're around them and then when you're apart from them, it's fine because, you know, you can go on as independent life. beings. Yeah, Yeah. But like, So we were doing that for years. And then over lockdown and everything, obviously we couldn't meet up because all the rules and everything. And then for the UK, we had like second and third lockdowns and everything. And then after that, I think it just became obvious how important we were and how we wanted to like go forward in things. And I feel like, that was probably the most important factor in us getting together properly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that that's very sweet. Especially, I don't know, there's a lot of pressure with that too because, you know, if you mess something up and it doesn't end amicably, then you lose someone that you've had for a long time. And I've found, anyway, getting older, it's a little bit harder to make adult friends like outside of work and stuff like that. Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. I think... For me this was a gamble in a way and I don't usually take like big gambles mm-hmm. but it was a gamble that we both thought about really hard and we both agreed that it was like going to be harder to keep pushing it off yeah if yeah if we didn't at least if we didn't at least try I think at some point it just gets to a point where there's too much almost tension there And if things aren't addressed and everything, and you just try and ignore things, it can get to a point where things just build up and then kind of just die. Yeah. And neither of us wanted it, so we both just,
2: yeah.
0: I'm glad to hear it's going well then so far, no doubt.
1: Yeah. uh, And my mother totally adores her, so
0: yeah. (laughs) Always a plus. I think that's... uh that's always been a thing for me, is like, oh, if my family doesn't like someone, then I like my family. I don't know. It'd be weird if they ever didn't, though. Well,
1: the good thing is, my family and her knew each other from, like, probably 2016. Oh, dang. Yeah. Like, she because she was my best friend before, she's obviously been around and met my family before, and, like, now it's just like yeah so i remember when we did finally get together my mother was just like "Ah, oh, thank god you don't know how many times i've prayed for you two to get together and i'm just <laughs> like,
0: <"Mother."
2: laughs>
0: it's almost embarrassing in a way but it's also sweet it it's super sweet because mm-hmm. you know my mother
1: always has my interests at heart and although she'll never say that she wants something to happen when if that thing does happen she will always make it known that you know that's what she was hoping for. All yeah, along. yeah.
0: Now, does so your family and I mean, yeah, your significant other? Do they know that you picked up streaming and speedrunning and stuff?
1: Yes, uh, to a certain degree. My my family know that I did a twenty four hour live stream Ooh. charity last year, and they donated to that, um, which was nice of them. Uh, my partner watches my streams semi regularly. Well, let's go when I when I stream,
0: <laughs> right?
1: And my partner's always uh, is on the fence of uh, for whether or not she likes speedrunning or not because she's very big into uh, like JRPG games mm-hmm. and. She likes all the lore behind games and watching all the cutscenes. Oh, sort of bypass getting... it all. <laughs> yeah, she... Me and her played It Takes Two together. And I was there trying to skip every cutscene and she's there, like... <laughs> Even on your
0: everything. casual playthrough?
1: So... I mean, but I, I'd watch so many runs of It Takes Two from, Oh, uh, okay. somebody I somebody in the child community called Bamford, he always he would run like it takes two, I think for about a good part of a year. So I'd seen it a lot of times. I hadn't really seen the cutscenes, but I knew they were skippable. And if I know something skippable, my brain would just try <laughs> and skip it. Like not even on purpose. But my brain will just go to a skip
0: cutscene button. Man, I uh I've definitely found myself not necessarily in a casual playthrough skipping cutscenes, but I do try and break the things that I play casually even. Like I think speedrunner brain is almost infectious where it's like, okay, oh look, I could potentially skip this here and you start looking like, oh, I wonder how long the run would be for this and it's like just enjoy the game, but it's hard because your brain just wants to do these things.
1: It really is. You just want to get get through it fast, and then, you know, it's a fifty fifty of as to whether or not uh, you can do it fast.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah. Now I'm. I was trying to remember before this because we definitely go quite a bit back. Do you remember how we sort of came into contact? I. Th- I think it might have been because of Team Voyage. Oh, okay. You know what? That would because make sense. Yeah. Because I think it was through Gage. Potentially. You know him back in the SSH days? Yeah. I, okay, I knew him. so yeah. Then I started probably. following
1: him I think July 2020.
0: Hey, shout out to Lovable Gudge.
1: Yeah. Gage actually did like my... I think two of my uh Twitch emotes and stuff.
0: Yeah, he's done uh, several of mine. I definitely liked Gage's art style for sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. He's a he's a great guy. So I find him super. and then when he became partner and he was on a team voyage um he I then uh found a few runners from there that I started watching. Mm-hmm. And I noticed a couple of people like you and uh, Casual Speedrunner started popping up in my stream randomly. I think the first time I remember you being properly in my stream was when I got sub 1 any percent for sure. Let's go! And that was really hype. And then I think I started watching you not long after that. I think you were doing a lot with... uh Crash 4, maybe?
0: Who knows? I spent a little bit of time on C4. A lot, a lot. Like, my whole first year was all just Crash 2 of Insane Trilogy, so... Maybe one of those.
1: Yeah, it was definitely Crash when I first started uh, speaking to you, and then... You said you were going to start doing Sharp, but you never did.
0: (laughs) Hey, I've done a couple runs. Okay, one run. (laughs) It's actually it's kind of crazy. I uh I have a lot of like childhood nostalgia for Simpsons and Run. I played the hell out of it on the GameCube like growing up, and so I still have that desire to. And when I played the Run for it, I'm like, man, this is hard. <laughs> Plus, it's a little bit longer, and I'm like, a, I, I like shorter categories typically.
2: Oh yeah, but I, I still so. have ambition
0: too. The shower is
1: like the longest run I do like consistently. Mm-hmm. I've done. I I've done like a lot of two D platformers. Uh, like there's a couple of games like Genosic and Eddie Hill and the called Medallion, which me and another shower runner we literally just go into Steam sometimes yeah. and see a game which is like newly released, got like no players. Is a, is a bad two D platformer? <laughs> it is like free to play, and then we just run it. We glitch hunt, and then we just, we make a board, and then just we play it for like a couple of weeks, and it's a hell of a lot of fun and then we just move on to the next one
0: uh you know, actually funny enough, me and the uh the Spyro reignited lads we've done this a couple times now, and there was like this whole uh class group project thing where like six different teams all developed uh their own games, and so right. we infiltrated all of them. like peblito rock and roll some game you'd never hear of we made a board for it there's like three different categories and it's just so fun and then there was Zenko the fox and they're all made with like unreal engine 4 which is a piece of garbage uh i mean the games are good don't get me wrong but they're very exploitable very broken always so see i
1: think you was made from unreal engine 2
0: oh wow really throwback
1: yeah it's it's a really good game but it's like it's so broken at times,
0: mhm. it's fun though, it's just so fun to me anyway,
1: oh, it is. It's really fun to find these random games and just play them for a little bit, and of course, my favorite game of all time, wild animal racing,
0: like who doesn't <laughs> of love course, wild yeah, racing? one of the goats right up there with Elton ring. <laughs> <laughs> You do have quite uh, but, a few obscure games like on your SRC profile that I'm like, huh? What is this? Yeah,
1: Yeah, I have uh, The Slater, which is actually a really, really cool game. Um, it's almost Hitman-esque. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a few games there, so there's this uh, Discord group called The Blind Runners where each week they pick up a game, uh, there's, like, a random poll of four games, and then all the members who are in there, like, vote on a game. And it could be literally anything, because all the games that are in the polls have been, like, submitted by someone in the Discord. So you can have, like, Crash 2 one week, going up against a game like You're no sick and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. These random, like... A game called White Van Racer, you know. It could be My literally... My favorite. <laughs> you can literally, like, find anything. And then we we do a run, and some people submit it to a board, some people don't. Sometimes we have to make a board, you know. And it's a whole lot of fun just randomly playing through a game for a first time. And Wild Animal Racing was one of, one of them. <laughs> the Slater was one of them, and... It's just really fun to do.
0: Now, if you had to pick one of these obscure games, you're like, everybody should check this one out. Which one do you think it would be?
1: Uh, Probably the Slater. I think a. it is. It wasn't my personal favorite, but I think it is a game which has a lot of potential to it and a lot of fun to it. Though my favorite one has been VVVVVV. Ah,
0: yes. VVVVVVVV.
1: Which isn't quite as obscure, but it's a lot of
0: fun. I uh I might have to check these out. Steal a World Record, maybe. Uh <laughs> that would be pretty hype. Yeah. Oh, uh, so just because I was like, I'm kind of nosy. Let me see. Mifa is uh the record holder for Slater Normal. And, yeah, uh, Mifa, Mifa was yeah. also on the show.
1: Yeah, but it's pretty insane, Mifa, and uh, sadly who. Is like second place in a lot of the car- categories is uh, also pretty well. Used to be a Simpson's hit and Run runner.
0: Oh really? It it does yeah. always surprise me how small just running in Twitch and stuff can be. Like it seems I always run into people like, "Hey, we've done things before. Look at that. That's crazy." Especially when you start yeah. looking at like a uh, smaller non GDQ ESA marathons and stuff like that.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I think. There's so many good marathons out there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've participated in a few, you know.
0: Oh yeah, this is a. I actually I wanted to talk about this a little bit. I thought it was a crazy coincidence. We both kind of got involved with the For the Love of Gaming marathon, guys.
1: Yeah, that was pretty hype. Uh, I had randomly just ended up in that book.
0: Oh, you're cutting out. I was. Can it wasn't even that?
1: for Simpson's Here and Run. Hello? Am I... Yeah, Am I yeah, better? you're back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Incidents, because I wasn't there for Simpsons Hit and Run for the first one. It mm-hmm. was... I was there for, I think, Piku Niku with Aiden. And they were looking for, like, a host to be able to do the opening run, which was Simpsons Hit and Run. So I was just like, well, wow, I know Simpsons Hit and Run. I'd done hosting before. But I, I, I'll i just sign up. So I did. And yeah, then I did another couple of events for them. And then I even ran at one of them. But yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I guess kind of similar. I was just doing like every little marathon because I thought the experience would be very cool. And it was for sure. I definitely burnt myself out a little bit. But... Uh, a couple of teams in particular really stood out to me. And yeah, FTLG, they just, it was good spirited. Things just kind of ran well, you know, as far as marathons can go. When you're behind the scenes, you start to learn a little bit more about the crazy shenanigans that go on. But they just had a good energy to them for sure. For sure. Now I was part of the team, but I don't know how much I really contributed, but I was happy to do what I could do. (laughs) yeah uh I've also had experience actually putting on a
1: marathon and running it now, and that was a stressful time. <laughs> yeah.
2: like,
0: well, uh, I, I guess did... what did you learn from that experience? Because I
1: did a Sharcom the Sha community Marathon mm-hmm. last year. so we made it all from scratch. We did all the um all the logos had to be from scratch, all the layouts had to be done. We pretty much tried to set up everything in, like, a two-month period, which was insane. Uh, I think the main things I learned from that is, A, give yourself more time, and B, if you want to do something, just do it.
0: Yeah. I think there's a lot of intimidating factors, for sure, but in general, a lot of people share these passions, so... Even if it's not the biggest thing, it's still a thing, and people can rally behind it.
1: Yeah, like, we raised, I think, like, 500 pounds for... Yeah, four... let's go. ...over the two days, and... Yeah, we... I think if we were to do... Well, we're gonna do it again this year, but there's a few things we'd like to improve on, but I think considering it was pretty much every organizer had never really done anything, for most... Any of us had done was I'd done some hosting, and at that point, that was the only like marathon experience any of us had. So, to be able to bring it together was probably one of the biggest feats.
0: You know, I guess I've never thought about this too much because I'm very proud of you know the things that I've done as far as you know. Uh speed running, content creation, stuff like that. And marathons are definitely, even just being involved in them, I'm like, this; these are highlights for sure. So it's it's kind of cool to think back on as, hey, we raised this amount of money we put on a thing. So kudos to you for sure. Would you do it again?
1: Y- yes. Yes. Uh... <laughs> I said at the time I'd never do it again
2: because <laughs> it was so much stress. But,
1: but looking back on it, at the time it was stressful. Like beforehand, getting people to do things can be quite stressful. And then at some point I just went, okay, if people aren't here at this time, I'm just going to make the decisions.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because, like, there's only so And then. <clears throat> If anybody had a disagreement, just, like, then bring it up when they saw it. But it was like, okay, we're going to do this. Like, initially, we were meant to have a scheduling meeting and stuff. And a couple of us turned up. A couple of us couldn't because of work and stuff. So I went, okay, here's the draft schedule. If anybody disagrees, tell me. And we pretty much, we I think we had to change one runaround. But that was it.
0: Hey, as far as things can go, like, no no-shows, I think that's pretty decent.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's one of the best things that happened out of it. We just had everybody have a good time, and that's what you want.
0: Oh, for sure. Now, it has been a while since I've, uh, done any marathon things. Have you, are you? Do you have any coming up? Uh... No, but I did do one
1: earlier this month um, for a small marathon called mcrae
0: Which I think the name what? is something with racing, right?
1: Yeah, it's uh, so the main guy who runs it is a guy called Viper, or BPT 13 And he's always been a big fan of Colin McRae, which is a rally driver. He mm-hmm. uh, was one of the best rally drivers when I was growing up. And they really wanted, like, it started off as a rally only um, marathon, and I think this is like the fourth year it's been a thing. And each year, they've allowed more and more like driving games per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't want like it to go away from driving, but just having rally games at a marathon is kind of too niche. Yeah, yeah. So. So, like, last year, I did, like, all street races for Simpsons Hit Run, but this year, Viper was just like, do you want to do the main category? Uh, It's not strictly, like, a driving racing game, but, you know, Shar is basically a driving game, so yeah. I'll let it. So I did. And, like, I was the last run of a marathon, which, was, which is always really Yeah, nice. the closer. Yeah. And I did F1 just before it, which was fun.
0: Mm-hmm. I always, my brain is kind of switched over to this almost marketing mind where it's like, all right, what's going to potentially appeal to the most amount of people? So opening up to other like non-rally racing games is, I I think, brilliant because you're going to bring more viewers on and more viewers on means potentially more money raised. And ultimately, that's the goal, right? With any of these charity marathons is we want to get money for the cause.
1: Yeah, I think. If I remember rightly, last year they raised about seventy-five pounds, and this year they raised like two hundred. and hey. so it was, so it's really a big jump, which is always what you want to see. Even mm-hmm. the small marathons, which don't raise as much money as some of the others, it's still cool to see like a couple of under quid. You know?
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Because I mean, anything matters, and yeah. I'm definitely. I'm in a period of my life right now where I definitely have more free time than money, so I'm always like, I can give my time. I try. Yeah.
1: So that's always good. There is one game on my SRC profile which I want to talk about a little, which is uh, Donkey Kong Country. Hey. because... Because that's a game from when I was like a little kid that I used to play so much. And so did my dad. So I was speaking to my dad maybe two, three years ago about like speedrunning. The and, idea of it? And the idea of it, yeah. And he knew about speedrunning. Uh, but because he's always been a big gamer, even back from like when he was a little kid, he used to play in like the slot, the penny, like those of the arcade and cafes and stuff. Mm hmm where you'd put, like, 10p in the machine, like, for, like, Space Invaders and stuff, and play for until your lives run out, basically. And he was telling me how, like, in the 90s, he used to, him and a couple of people used to just sit there and see who could beat, like, Donkey Kong Country the fastest that day. And his view on things were, he always thought speedrunning was, like, oh, you've got to have glitches, you've got to have this, you've got to have that. To be, and I was just like, well, no, that's part of speedrunning, but most games have, like, no glitches. If glitches are, like, a big thing in, in the speedrun, there's usually a, a no-glitch kind of category, right. you know? And he was uh, telling me, like, oh, yeah, well, um, we used to literally just hit a stopwatch, and then at the end of it, like, stop the, <laughs> stop the stopwatch and everything. And... He would get. He got uh, a time which was like, I think forty nine ish minutes in Hundo in Hundo, which for DKC? when I looked at, yeah for DKC, which when I looked at it was like twenty fifth or something Ooh. like around that. Like, so he was. He's always been good at games. Probably better than I am. If he really wanted <laughs> to, he could be better at games than than me. Like if he put his mind to it. He would smoke most of my times because he is inherently a better gamer than me like i'm someone who enjoys games and plays games but inherently i'm not always the biggest gamer whereas my dad will just he all he has to do is play a game for like a couple of hours and he gets to my skill level pretty much because there's just some people who have played games for that many hours over our lives so they can just pick up games and go
0: Yo, shout out to the gamer dads. Mine is certainly not one. And I think, uh, I mean, I'm also not the best gamer. And I think that's okay realizing that, hey, maybe I, I, I'm i not going to naturally pick something up and I'm not going to be number one. But then it just makes your own personal gains kind of more important to yourself. Exactly. I think
1: not, not always comparing yourself to others is good because, you know... We're all individuals and we all have different amount of times to put into games mm-hmm. and at the end of the day
0: we play a game to have fun yeah right it's easy to lose track of that sometimes with all the it really is or maybe me because i'm just i i'm very competitive even if i'm not the most competent i'm, I'm still competitive with it that's always an issue but
1: realistically that's not Inherently a bad thing, as long as it doesn't get too bad for your you. Yeah,
0: yeah, and realizing that that as I've gotten older, it's a lot easier. I it's...
1: honestly think about changes, like, you know, your, your mindset on things does change a lot the older you get.
0: It is crazy to think about, because I definitely, I have a lot of nostalgia for, like, PlayStation-era games and stuff like that, so I had to have had, like crash bandicoot metal gear solid and stuff from my dad playing it because ultimately he was younger he's he's gonna get it for himself but i haven't seen him play a game that's not like an hour of call of duty or a sports game in like 15 20 years so to imagine him actually playing games now like that that i couldn't i couldn't see it but just ultimately other hobbies in life you know
1: yeah, it's funny because my dad, in the last like year or two, has gone from like playing—I think he was playing like Xenoblade and that sort of thing. Really? And now, he, yeah, um, and he—he he was big on Genshin.
0: Oh Genshin no, came <laughs> he's yeah. getting
1: gotcha. It was funny because him and uh, my sister's husband used to play Genshin a lot together, and it was like okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a game I never got behind. Even conceptually, it's like, this is a game that just wants your money. And everyone's like, yeah, but it's kind of fun. I'm like, oh, oh I can't... I, I'm not downloading it ever. That's
1: fair, yeah. I think different strokes for different folks. Yeah, basic. for sure. But he's gone from, like, that sort of thing to I now see him play Animal Crossing and Pokemon and stuff. And my dad was never into Pokemon, really. <laughs> And now, suddenly, he's, like, further ahead of, in Pokemon
0: than I am, and I'm just here like, what? Man, yeah. He, he got the, all the gamer skill. He's, he's hiding it from you. Or keeping yeah, it from so, you.
1: Yeah, so, for him, it's, like, wild that he's now there, because uh, even back in the day, he was big into, like, SM64, Banjo-Kazooie, and stuff, and... The Nintendo stuff, uh, he was into Zelda and that sort of thing. So, growing up, I was always more of a watcher of games and player of games, and I think that's still oh. a thing to this day.
0: Oh, yeah, I can see that.
1: Which is why I've done so much commentary and stuff for uh, Sha races and stuff.
0: I was going to ask you about because I've seen you do a lot of, uh, yeah, like you were saying, commentary, hosting, stuff like that. And do you think you find more intris- intrinsic joy from just kind of being involved with it than running it yourself?
1: Yes. Uh, pretty much, like, 99% of the time, I'll more enjoy, like, being behind the scenes and doing things and commentating mm-hmm. on things than doing it myself. Like, I do, I do find enjoyment out of playing from time to time, but give me like a front of house kind of job or a behind the scenes kind of job compared to actually being the runner and I'll probably enjoy it more but you know I sometimes commentating does get too much doing like so many a day like
0: yeah yeah for sure it's a
1: uh... burnout burnout is a 100% a thing commentating all playing so it's a good balance you know
0: I definitely i've kind of found yeah i i enjoyed marathons a lot but when i started doing them too much i was like i i just can't like hosting more than three hours now i'm just like i'm drained
1: yeah i used to be able to do like eight hours of hosting oh god now i'm like i'll give you a couple of hours Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like there's a run there i like for look of and it's like two hours long i'll do it whereas (laughs) before it's like eight hours was like oh yeah no problem but just talking for that like you don't even have to talk to that much as a host you do have to be aware and i and think, think that's
0: what it is it's the still you're distant but you have to be attentive and yeah that mental like all right i don't want to interrupt but i need to get this in or hey we should really plug this because none's come through in a while it's a lot of pressure it really candy. is
1: and It can be, yeah, and depending on who's, like, behind you, like, doing it, it really, like, changes how you act.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, bless you.
1: Uh, Thank you. Uh, It's funny, because my sneeze has become such a meme, it even became, like, an emote and stuff.
0: (laughs) We definitely, we we might have peeked into the red on OBS.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So... But yeah, it's like, again, it goes back to just knowing your limits and how much you want to do things and how much, like, I for me, it's like how much I want to do it compared to how much it'll help someone out kind of thing because cause commentating is fun, but doing, like, three in a day of the same game, I don't want to do it
2: anymore.
0: Yeah. I couldn't imagine, especially doing the same game multiple times ultimately you feel like you're repeating yourself and it just gets old
1: it does and i don't think people like my voice enough to listen to me for six hours a day you know
0: i like it but i don't know maybe <laughs> you got the foreign thing going for you yeah I honestly I, I don't like my voice personally but people are like "Eh, no it's fine to me i like it
1: i i think it's also part of like you know when you're doing something you're conscious that you can only hold someone's attention for so long Mm -hmm. so if it's the same person talking for like six hours people like are gonna get bored because it's just the same tones hitting your ears and you know it just happens
0: yeah natural that way i honestly i worry about that with uh i mean obviously podcasts the whole point is for us to be talking like, how do I maintain people's attention? Do, do they even care, like, at all? And I, It hits at your psyche a little bit.
1: It does. I think, like, for me, listening to podcasts is always something like going to work or being in the shower or mm-hmm. something. It's, it's, not, it's not usually my main focus. Or I'll put a podcast on when I'm, like, gaming and stuff. So, weirdly, I've never enjoyed game music. Really?
2: So, okay. Yes,
1: and I don't, I don't know anybody else who will turn the game off and put a podcast on. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, not not too often.
1: The only times I'll play, I'll, I'll like have the sound on, is if it's something with a lot of audio stuff, like talking and stuff, like, and you have to hear it, and there's no subtitles. Like subtitles mm-hmm. on games
0: are a godsend. Oh, but, yeah, I love subtitles on anything.
1: Yeah, it's got to a point where in a shot, there's a couple of strats which are all audio cue, right? Because Oh, you have, yeah. After, so after uh, a certain mission, you have to kick when Frank says suck. And so, therefore, it's called the suck strat. But I've got to a point where I can count the amount of steps I take out of a car towards the school to be able to kick on that frame without the audio cue. And it's kind of wild that I've managed to do that uh, because it's not something you should be able to do because it's a fully audio cue. But for me, I just prefer listening to someone talking nonsense, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I associate like um, I'm a big podcast listener and mine will be when I'm walking my dog, anytime I'm in the car uh, and yeah, it, it helps me pass time better. And I think maybe it's also cause I just, I don't know. I don't ex- like discover new music quite like I used to when I was a teenager and stuff like that too. But yeah. So what are, what are your big podcasts right now? What's your main like, oh I'm catching their new episode every week split obviously oh yeah of course mm-hmm thank you thank you my ego needed that <laughs> uh
1: but also so a couple of wrestling podcasts now I haven't like been WWE it just yeah just in general like mm-hmm. there's one um I don't watch wrestling nowadays but I know everything was going on because really as this, this one podcast uh by Cultaholic Um, and the people on there their voices are just nice to listen to and I found them I think they randomly came up in my recommendations one day so I put it on and just started listening to it and it's just like I could listen to more of this and then (laughs) I also sleep to podcasts and The the host's voice on it is quite monotonous, but in a positive kind of way, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, he's because he's a host, he's very, like, one tone, very professional in everything he says. And his voice is just so easy to go to sleep to, at least for me. I can't sleep to silence, which is one of the worst things about being with someone who, you know, my significant other cannot sleep to any sound whatsoever like even the fan in my computer which is very quiet i had to have my computer off when she's trying to sleep because it'll disturb her we can't have fans on in the summer because the noise will not let her sleep etc etc so try <laughs> trying to balance the me who will always sleeps the podcasts to her who never sleeps to sound is kind of funny
0: yeah i'm uh I think this is actually this is a huge like fight thing for me because I need a fan, some sort of uh other audio source, like m- a lot of pods or just uh ambient music. Because yeah. yeah, I need that that subtle background. It's got, and I'm very picky. I'm I'm just a picky sleeper in general, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, I need that background sources. I got you know the ringing, the tinnitus helps that go away. So. Yeah, uh, then it it's just also soothing. It distracts the brain, I think, so I'm able to just take focus off of my first world problems.
1: Oh for sure, yeah. It's it's very nice to just, you know, be chill and listen, you know? And just So relax. do you cave, and... you turn off everything? Yes, I cave. I I, I <laughs> Bless am... your heart. You
0: must really like her.
1: <laughs> I'm sad to say, but yes, I do cave. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, the fan one would be a. a t- I might have to murder somebody. <laughs>
1: that is a, that is a big issue sometimes. And
2: mm-hmm. then
0: I'm hot.
1: there's also there's also like I was so happy the other day. Like I've listened to this one uh, podcast by a channel called Fall of Civilizations, and it's basically just talking about like old civilization. Civil. I cannot say about what, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, And talking about history, and I love history and stuff, so that podcast is very nice. And they did a new episode, like, last week, so I was happy about that. And I found them randomly, because I think one of them blew up, like, last year or something, uh, talking about the Sumerians. And then since then, I just, I went back and watched all their previous, well, I guess, listened to their previous ones, and then... Moved on, and I think for me, like voices and stuff, is more important than the subject matter. Like if I'm interested oh, in something, yeah. If I'm in, if I'm uh, interested in the topic before, cool. If I'm not, I'm just learning something new.
0: Okay, brb, going to a voice coach. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but yeah, just in general, I think voices are very nice and just listening to someone speak you know
0: yeah for sure especially guess, as people are like more into it i think you can kind of pick up on that uh passion for sure and i think that's where twitch comes in come in comes in handy sometimes as well
1: i'll just chuck a stream on whilst i'm like gaming or whatever mm-hmm. and i don't because i only have one monitor i don't even watch you're what I a do one on monitor my...
0: lad Oh, yeah how do you manage
1: i don't know and i didn't like realize just how bad a one monitor setup was until like work now has a two monitor setup and now i want a two monitor setup oh
0: yeah i think it's crazy not to the year 2022 axie i couldn't I know, focus I without two minimum
1: yeah. wait how are you so streaming
0: my... how do you have chat and stuff
1: okay so sha i have to put 800 by 600.
0: oh you monster <laughs>
1: so you got it it's... windowed
0: with the chat and stuff that's dedication right there it's
1: windowed i've got obs open i've got like sha uh just above like the bottom bar of uh obs so i can still see like if any frames drop if my bitrate goes down if any encoding issues happen etc cetera, etc cetera. i have a splits on one in one corner of my screen i have a chat on the other corner of the screen and i have like a twitch feed of stuff just in the bottom uh corner bottom left as well and it's it's just squished.
0: <laughs> i am curious if you do next time you stream if you want to screenshot it just your whole desktop and send it to me so i could see this misery i would love that
1: yeah well i can open everything like and show you uh, after if you want. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's such a misery because trying to do it is so hard. And if there's a full screen game, I can't stream. Like,
0: oh, if a, if God.
1: A, if, a, if a game doesn't have a, a windowed option, I can't stream it. A hundred percent.
0: I feel like nowadays it's not that common that you run into things that don't have windowed options, but yeah, I could see that being... I mean, obviously it's a deal breaker at that point, unless you just, I don't know, maybe use your phone for chat or something, but that seems weird too.
1: So I usually use my phone for chat if I'm doing marathon runs Mm -hmm. because I have like my chat open just in case there's any issues, and then on my phone I'll have like a stream up, like muted, so I can see if there's any frame issues or anything mm-hmm. like real time kind of thing which is always a concern because like I can't do anything in the middle of a run right yeah but but I'd like to know if it's going to smooth all
0: right now I want to <laughs> ask you this real quick cuz obviously I mean it seems like you're busy you work full time you actually maintain your personal relationships do you have any other hobbies outside of Running and just the online scene in general?
1: Um, yeah. So, uh, well, watching motorsports has always been a passion. Like in person? Uh, I have done in person, mostly just on TV, mostly. Like, I've gone to a few Formula One races Mm -hmm. in my time. And they seem sick. Just location wise, where I am, it's so hard to get to a lot of places. I really want to go to like, speedway races more i've been to a few and if you don't know what speedway is it's basically like dart bikes going around an oval track really fast mm-hmm. uh which is actually really really cool to go to and yes sometimes you do get showered with dirt, but you know
0: <laughs> do you ever want to be a racer yourself
1: uh no i prefer watching it
0: oh okay
1: would I commentate things? Maybe. I I've always been one who prefers to watch and commentate, but do.
0: I've got a a couple family members that do like uh actual track based race car driving stuff, and really I've gone cool. to a couple events, and well, I after like an hour, I get kind of bored of it myself. I do feel there's a there's like commentators on it, and they typically do a good job, but because of the nature of it, it being so loud, I'm like. They're getting drowned out, like, at least 50% of what they say. Especially oh, me, yeah. I'm, I know I'm going deaf, so... Like, you guys are doing great, I'm sure. I can't tell, <laughs> but... Somebody has to do it, so it's one of those things. Yeah. Did you want to, like... I, how did you get into, you know, helping people working at a care facility? Especially with the master's in uh, business.
1: So... I feel like i've said this line several times but it was because of my dad
0: oh okay
1: so my dad uh is also in this industry uh he worked uh at a place and then you know
2: well it seems I, like you I had a positive
0: it. you know role model so that's actually great to hear especially father's day just passing
2: yeah
1: no my dad is 100 percent like my biggest inspiration in life he has always done what it's possible to be able to help me and my brother and stuff like forward uh it wasn't always easy for him but he's always done his best and always proud to say that he's my role model but
0: oh you're he, gonna make me cry that's so wholesome
1: <laughs> he um was was uh already there but he, he was gonna move on and stuff and I needed a job, and he was just like, "Yeah, there's vacancies. Just go there." So I did, and here I am, five years later in the same industry. Like, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be a long-term thing because I did try. I worked in like a council, uh, which I guess in America it would be like, uh, "Do you have city councils in America?" Yeah, yeah,
0: there are. Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like not many people are as involved with them, but they exist.
1: Yeah, so I was in the HR department for my local, like, council, and I just didn't enjoy it at all. Like, the whole office atmosphere just mm-hmm. wasn't me because it was all to do with, oh, you have to do this in a certain time, you have to do that, you have to do all this paperwork, and I like paperwork, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but when I'm being forced to do things, I don't like it. I like doing things on my own terms.
0: Yeah. It seems pointlessly meticulous.
1: Yeah, for sure. In a way, it's why I don't particularly like doing, like, marathon runs in speedrunning, just because it's like, I have to do it, Ben. And some days I wake up and I'm just like, I don't want to do it. (laughs)
0: Which, uh, you know, completely understandable.
1: Yeah, but for the job I do, like, even on days where I don't particularly want to do my job, because I work night shifts and stuff, I don't necessarily call it in, but like, if something isn't swept properly one night, it's not going to be the end of the world. Like, there's no... As long as I look after the people properly, if I don't necessarily like, do everything else to the top of my ability Mm -hmm. one night, it's not going to cause a catastrophe. (laughs) You know? Oh, Oh no, like this one bit of dirt wasn't wiped up. What are we going to do? Kind of thing. Like,
0: I could see some manager getting like, all in a fit about it, but ultimately life goes on, and that it, it's going to just be a mess again later. So
1: Exactly. like, And that's the kind of thing, that's why I like what I do. Like Care, in a way, is just so t- fitted to me because I can control what I do. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking to be, uh, so after the two years course, I'm looking to then go on to university again, because I want to become again? a learning, yeah, I want to do learning disability nurse. Oh. And if I do like this qualification at work, I will then be able to go on and do it. And that's 100% like my motivation. Because being a learning disability nurse, I'll be able to help like behind the scenes more. And yeah, it's just really exciting.
0: Well, I am envious. Uh, it seems like definitely you've had a journey to get there for sure. But I love to see people actually pursuing something that they're passionate about. Because especially nowadays, there's so many people that are stuck in just trying to survive. And maybe getting the dream of buying a house, and instead of going after the things that really make them happy. And that's too bad.
1: For sure. It took me like three years to be sure this is what I wanted. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, I've always just been okay being happy and content. And if I then have like dreams I wanna chase, then I like actually make plans to do it. And if something isn't viable, I'll just move on. Like, yeah. yes, it means I don't necessarily fight for certain things, but it doesn't cause me the hassle of, like, being awake at, like, 3 a.m. thinking, <laughs> oh, what am I going to do with myself? Because, you know, I've got a job which I'm happy in. I've got a lot of things which I'm happy in. Like, if I don't get my dream... And it's not the end of the world because i've still got everything else and i think sometimes in life people just have to realize that what they have is what they've got and they should be more appreciative
0: it's definitely i mean it's easier said than done i'm i'm also in the in a area of my life right now where i'm like i don't truly know what avenues i want to explore either like i have a good direction and i'm just following it because i feel like it's the right way to go but i don't know if it's necessarily something that i'm going to find a true passion in so that's why i do the hobby stuff but if the hobby stuff became a professional thing would i still love it as much i, I don't know and only time will really tell
1: yeah i think that's actually a very good thing where you have like the hobbies and stuff that you enjoy because sometimes having that sort of thing Can make your job or whatever you do as your main like income source be okay
0: yeah yeah
1: you may not enjoy like doing a job nine to five but because you have everything else around it it makes it tolerable and i think that is what people should aim for more than like just more in general because i don't think enough people look at like their hobbies and stuff and go that's what gets me through the day. Or that's what I want more of. I just think, ah, my job is horrible, blah, blah, blah. But... Mm-hmm. And sometimes it is. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying people are wrong for thinking <laughs> about yeah, Because everybody's case is different. But personally, I just found in life that if I was focusing too much on my job, it just meant everything was bad. Whereas if I focus on, like, the positives and, like, especially, like, the things I like to do and just made those important, it's so much easier. like Yeah. And saying no to doing overtime, that also makes me happy.
0: Oh, for sure. I think, and this is so huge, and, you know, shout out to some people that they they think it's, you know, the work hard, play hard. So like you do the 60 hours a week and then you'll take a vacation and that's enough for them. And you know, if that works for you, that everybody's different, that's fine. But I see a lot of people and I think uh, and my mom included, it's just like their work is, it becomes such a large facet of their personality where I see, I have like many hats. And so if one thing makes me unhappy, I am just like, all right, well that hat, I don't care about that one right now. But yeah, You know, not putting all your eggs in one basket, I guess, is the the way that works for me anyway. So if I get angry at one thing, I'm like, all right, well, that's just that. That's just that thing. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, like for me, work is four on, four off, which means the four days I'm at work, I'm in work mode. As Mm -hmm. soon as I leave at 7 a.m. on my last shift, I'm like, goodbye. See you next time. That's sweet. I don't... (laughs) And, like, because that's 48 hours in those four days. Because I do 12-hour night shifts. So, like, it's 48 hours. And I will not do an hour more. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't. It, Balls it are it sounds, rough.
1: It sounds bad, but, like, I don't want to be put in. Like, if I do another shift, I'm doing 60 hours. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to do 48 hours a week. Or 36, because the way 4-on-4-off works is sometimes you'll do three shifts a week, sometimes you'll do four. It depends where in the week, like,
2: your shift falls. So, realistically, it ain't gonna bother me. Yeah.
1: Because then I have, like, four days off, and I could just enjoy them however I want to.
0: Which is sweet, isn't it? You can even do a little uh, vacation in four days.
1: I have done, yeah. Like I've, If my four days are fall on like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I have been known at the end of my shift on like Friday morning to hop on a train to the airport, hop on a plane and then just do a weekend break in like Paris or something, you know?
0: I am very jealous that the EU is uh, very connected in that way where you can just go for a few hours and you're in a different country.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. It's it's so nice to be able to just hop on a plane for an hour and just be like, oh, yeah, I'm in Paris now.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself going to, like, a an ESA? big One of the uh, bigger speedrun marathons?
1: Maybe, I think. There is a plan of, like, a few of us in our, our friendship group to go to ESA 2023. Ooh. Which, which I might go to. Uh, it really depends on, like, work and stuff, but
0: I'm trying to go to that, too, so, you know, if we meet up, that'd be sick.
1: That would be sick, yeah. I think the more homies that will be there, the more, like, incentive I have to do it. Oh, for sure.
0: How do you say no to
1: that many people, right? Exactly. It's like, I want to meet all these cool people, but I also want, like, holidays, days to be falling for, like, so me and my partner can go away and stuff. But if enough people say, like, ah, I'm going to ESA, it becomes more and more of a... Abe, you should just come with me to to ESA. (laughs) I just drag her to ESA kind of thing.
0: Wouldn't be a bad way to do it. You get a nice little vacation to Sweden, too.
1: Yeah, Sweden is lovely. I do like Sweden. I only went for a day trip because uh, I was in Copenhagen for like two weeks in 2015 at like festivals and stuff and someone i was with uh, they wanted to go like shopping for clothes because i was with a uh, was like six of us and there was like two guys and four girls and the girls all wanted to go shopping
2: <laughs> me and oh, you can do me that at the... home
1: me and the guy was just like we went shopping yesterday. Why do we want to go again? And we were just like, oh, but we didn't get to, like, deci- we didn't decide what we wanted. We've been talking all night about what we actually wanted to buy today. And we were just like, yeah, we ain't going. And then the train to, like, Malmo from Copenhagen is, like, 10. Basically, the the equivalent of a tenner or something. And it's, like, less than an hour. So we just mm-hmm. went on the train and went on a day trip to Sweden. Oh, that's
0: awesome. That's actually, that's so awesome. Yeah. All right, Axie, I want to get to the point where I start rapid firing some of these speedrun related questions for you. Okay. So, things about you for sure. What was running World of Warcraft like?
1: It was very fun. It was a different experience uh, from what. I was used to in the past playing World of Warcraft, but it was really fun, and, like, it brought a lot of fresh enjoyment uh, to the games, you know?
0: For sure. And since that does, and we were talking about it a bit earlier, it does experience those patches, do they divide up their leaderboard like, as different expansions come out and stuff like that? Or, like, can yes. you be legacied into the world record forever once the patches evolved or something?
1: Well, it's fun, funny you should say that. If in a miscellaneous category, I have, uh, I am basically patched into two world records. Let's
0: go! We get to hold that W.
1: They will never be beaten because there's no way of going back to that patch. So, so yes, uh, I am a world record holder for life.
0: Now, since you have a bunch of miscellaneous games that you've run, what do you think it is that draws you to these different types of games? Like, what do you look for in a new run?
1: First off, is it free? If it's a free <laughs> game, on, if it's a free game, like a small download, free game, I can play it in five, like five minutes after I look into it. It's always going to appeal to me. Uh, just because that's what I enjoy to do. I, I like take in a game, play it for a week, and never have to play it again, really. I think the only game which has defied that is Shah, but every other game is either a really popular game I've just seen and gone, well, that looks like it'll be fun today to do, and just do it.
0: So does movement or anything like that appeal to you, or like would you be just as likely to play maybe a Pokemon game or something like that?
1: Um, If it's a bad 2D platformer, I'm more likely to play it. A bad one specifically? I... Yes, in a way. I think part of what I enjoy is almost jank physics. I, I don't know why, but if it's a 2D platformer, I think the only exception is... Like Celeste, Celeste is amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that game. It, it's hard, but it's that's the, amazing.
1: It, it's the pinnacle, and that's a game I most want to like learn for speedrun. I've played it several times, like fast casually, but on my Xbox, uh, the game because it used to be on Game Pass. So mm-hmm. again, a free game. Hey. Uh, but so yeah, so in general. If it's a bad two D platformer, I'll play it. Because if it's a good two D platformer, it's not gonna be as good as Celeste and it's not gonna have like the advantages of being a cheesy bad game, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh I guess there are there's some certainly gems that happen with those bad games.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. You can you can randomly just clip through a wall or, you know, the save mechanics of like Unosix specifically. There's a You only save at certain points, but the game will like keep your values if you die, but it won't, but it'll reload things. So there's this glitch that was found where in the beginning section of the first like 20 seconds of a game, you collect a key and you need like, I think, 15 silver keys to complete the game. And you can just collect it. Die on spikes, collect it, die on spikes, and just key grind, basically. <laughs> and we found that glitch because a friend of mine, um, another never Runner, he was playing the game for the first time. And me and Crazy Tone Dog, the guy who, like, who, the guy who me and him always find these bad 2D platformers, and he's also part of the FTLG team. Or was, I'm not sure if he still is, but he, um, we looked at uh, our friend's screen and just went, Why does he have more keys than he should have right now? And then, like, five minutes later, we discovered what caused this glitch. And then we basically just had a new category made because, you know, any percent suddenly became Mm -hmm. coin like key grinding,
0: (laughs) which is almost kind of a shame. In some ways, but it's also sick in others. Like, you are getting rid of some of the major, I guess, points of a game, but it's also, yeah. it can be faster. So,
1: you are, but I think the differences between like the speed of uh, glitches and glitchless for that is very dictated in key grinding. So, mm-hmm. for that game specifically, it's okay because if you don't like it, glitchless is still not that much slower. So I think about four minutes slower, and key grinding saves about three minutes. So, you know, it's not too bad. But in some games, it would be a real pain having that uh, that glitch be so so defining.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which, hey, look at that! You can solve a problem with just having a new category. There's a lot of games yeah. which will just straight out like ban something like that instead of new category, but that's that's a whole thing.
1: Yeah, just make a new another another new category we had to make for it. So we we found that if you uh don't close the game, if you start a new game, you still keep everything like that you had in the last game. Mm-hmm. Um but like, the save point of the last game carries through to the new game. You have to close the actual game. But, like, nothing in the game is, like, defeated until you defeat it again. Yeah. So that's, like, the NG Plus version. Until you save in the second thing, in the second playthrough, Uh you can warp straight to the last checkpoint, which gets you to the end boss. So... As a new uh, new game plus checkpoint abuse category because of the fact that you can just warp to the, uh, to the last boss.
0: There's something I almost hate principally in a game, and sometimes it's shorter than others, but I think of two of them in particular being these very, I mean, kind of smaller games that I did a little bit of runs for was KO the Kangaroo's Demo, which after you beat the Demo, if you went through it again... You didn't have to like kill a wave of enemies before you could go through the exit gate. Uh, and then Evo Wave, which if you beat the game once, the second time going through it if you don't close the game, it will make it so you can move during cutscenes or like uh dialogue, text dialogues, which are That's unskippable. Good. Which yeah. Is kind of cool, but except you have for for you have to take twenty minutes to beat the game the first time to actually get runs going. i like that's because I mean it's like a difference of a minute in a fifteen twenty minute run. I'm like that's stupid.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. That's why. Like for you know six specifically, we I, I like how me and Tone Dog basically just went. This will be a new category straight
0: away. Mm-hmm. It's like. Not force people to really do it, but if you have the option,
1: and not just that, it literally is—you complete a game of any percent, you can then do a run of this like straight away after. And Mm -hmm. it's—I think I did a marathon run of um any percent once, and then just
2: straight away just did the the uh, checkpoint abuse because it is as simple as here you go.
0: Now, I've seen that you've done a bunch of category extension stuff for Simpsons Hidden Run as well. Uh, what Do you actively push those still, or were they just kind of like fun one-time things?
1: So, I am probably one of the like, biggest pushers of category extensions in, like, Char and games in general, I think. There's so many gems of categories where you can find on, like, the extension boards, which... Like, in Sha, you have Cheat Percent, which uh, you basically... It comes from the era of games where you had cheat codes, and I think that's one of the main things that are missing in games nowadays. Like, if you... Back in the day, if you got, like, a booklet or something with the game, there might be uh, in there, like, ah, oh, if you do this, 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 and this, you get, like, infinite health or whatever into yeah, the cheat codes. And I think... That sort of thing is missing because I know as a kid I used to really enjoy opening up the booklet and going, Oh my god, I can do if I do this, I can get this cool thing going. And
0: yeah, games don't really come with booklets like that anymore either, which is crazy because I like I've always been a physical collector of things, so like hell, even on my desk, I've got Mario Kart 8, and uh, there's not a single booklet, it's got like Kind of a control guide inside the actual box art, but no booklet. Yeah, booklets are like a
1: forgotten thing of a past. But I still have my original World of Warcraft booklet back from two thousand five when I got it, mm-hmm. and it's still cool because you can open it and like it tells you everything about the game from back then. And it's like wow, and Yeah, no, I I do think booklets are something that
2: are a forgotten form of entertainment.
0: Now, going forward, do you have any game that you have no intention of picking up yourself, but you love to watch the run for?
2: Uh... If not, that's okay, too. I think Banjo Kazooie is kind of
1: one of those. Like, I always intended to run the game, but I never really ran the game. It and is a
0: hell of a game, that's for sure. I
1: love watching Banjo Kazooie, and it's probably one of my favorite games to just put on and watch. But I think as time goes on, I'm less and less likely to do it. But I'm more—I'm still likely to like casually play. I think. Mm-hmm. A game which I'm not likely to play, but I love to watch, is the Crash series in general. Like, I've never read. Really, I've only ever played the GBA Crash game.
0: Really? Oh wow! Yeah, those are and, uh, gems. At least one of that them was is decent.
1: For, uh, and that was for Blind Runners. And uh, I've never played the main series of Crash games. And watching it, I'm amazed at like how good they are and everything and how mm-hmm. good people are at them. Like crash free watching that and then but I have no intention of ever playing them because they just don't look like my cup of tea.
0: Which yeah, I I would say makes sense for a lot of people, especially nowadays. Just kind of that uh that style a game. I think if you didn't have nostalgia for it at all, it's hard to get into.
1: Yeah, I never played it when I was younger. We didn't have... We weren't a PlayStation household, really.
0: Okay. And, yeah, a lot of people were also either torn... Typically, you had Nintendo things, or PlayStation, or Xbox, or something like that. I guess you and I is a little bit older. I mean, we're looking at the N64 era, which is goaded.
1: Yeah, so we had a SNES into... We had a SNES and a Mega Drive. Oh, snap! Which... I believe is the Saturn, you guys? Yeah. Uh, The Sega, which had all the Sonic games and stuff. So we had those. And then we went from that to the N64, then the GameCube, uh, then the Wii, and the 360. So... For Christmas one year I got the 360, my brother got the Wii. And the Wii was actually like so much fun back then.
0: I remember that being the console I, I like super wanted because I, I was a huge GameCube kid. And so yeah. then the Wii is like, all oh, the motion controls because it's new, it looks so exciting. You play like I don't know if you played this game, but it's Red Dawn. It's like you had a katana and stuff. So like this is so cool, and you're actually like aiming a like gun as like a rail shooter. It, I thought it was so sick, and yeah. I really want them. And like any time a new console comes out, people just buy them all up to scalp them or whatever. So I remember just like hunting eBay as like a twelve year old or whatever, however old I must have been. I'm like, oh, this one's only for forty dollars markup, Dad, 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 <laughs> Christmas, please.
1: Yeah. That was, yeah, it was just an insane time, and I still have my Wii, actually. It's still still a lot of fun.
0: I do, too, actually. Yeah. They held up, which is almost incredible.
1: Yeah, and then, like, after that, I had a... Yeah, I had my 360 until 2020, like, when I got... Uh, Xbox One for Christmas I mm-hmm. think uh, because my dad's friend at his workplace was selling his for cheap because he no longer wanted it he, he wanted uh, the new Xbox whatever it's called uh, so he was just looking to get a little bit of money for the Xbox One so my dad was just like oh yeah my son wants one I'll buy it for him blah 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 and then I got it and that was my first like console since the 360 which oh dang, I had for, like, yeah Ten years. Uh, I I had the 3ds. The 3ds. I played a lot of, especially traveling. Like the 3ds was mm-hmm. insane as a travel travel thing. And then I got a switch in like October last year. Played so much Animal Crossing.
0: <laughs> it's crazy to me. I I have, you know, I I grew up with DS's. I got the Switch, but as an adult, I don't find myself as a handheld gamer almost ever. And part yeah. of me is almost nostalgic, like I miss it, but I did bring, uh, when Animal Crossing was new, I did bring it to work a, a few times. Like, listen, we're not doing anything, I might as well. do 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 okay. do 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 I think, <laughs> yeah, it. when
1: I, when that came out at my workplace, like, at night, all I'd hear from, like, my colleague is, was that sound. For, like, two months straight, play it for, like, <laughs> three hours a night. Because where I work, like, half the time you're not doing much at night. You're just mm-hmm. there. as like, almost like security, like warden kind of job. And your main job is to stay awake. And if staying awake means playing Animal Crossing for three hours, you know? <laughs> like, the main... The main thing is, you have to be able to get up and be in a situation within a certain amount mm-hmm. of time. Well, you can put the, the switch down straight away, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then pick a buck up like an hour, like 10 minutes later, whatever you want, you know. So that's cool. Um, but I was always a PC gamer compared to like console.
0: I, as I've been able to buy my own things, I'm also definitely a PC gamer. It's just, I don't know, maybe it's snobby of me, but it's like, it just runs better. Mouse and keyboard feels better.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. For
0: most things. For 3D platformers and stuff, I'm still a controller person, but that's about it. 3D platformers, I think.
1: The uh, Xbox One controllers are so good.
0: I've been meaning to pick one up again. Because, yeah, I was using a DS4, but it kind of started breaking. And then I started using the PS5's controller, but it's, like, way too blocky for me. I don't like it. Yeah,
1: no. The Xbox One, like, they nailed the controller
2: Mm -hmm.
0: then. mean at the time, the 360 one was GOAT. Like, it was the top dog. No contest.
1: Yeah, the 360 was, like, GOAT until the one came out. And then it's like, oh, my. How to improve
0: on it. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, Axie, we are hitting the end of our time here, so I want to do this last recurring segment that I've definitely scooped, Shoutouts to PMC, uh, where I'm going to ask you to give a question to our next guest. Now, last week's guest was Dylan J. Fox, and I guess we kind of touched on this a little bit, but if you had to pick up one speed game that you've never even played before, what would it be and Why?
1: Ooh, that I've never even played before.
0: Mm-hmm. Just maybe you've heard of it, or you've seen it, and assuming it doesn't cost anything to you, someone's gifting it.
2: Ooh. <sighs> Probably Hmm, that's a, that's a tough one. <sighs> maybe one of the JRPG
1: games, like like Final a Final Fantasy, Fantasy? yeah. Mm. Final Fantasy 15. I, I've never played it. I've wanted to play it, and I've watched it, but you know, I've never watched a speed run of it. But I would, a hundred percent. I think that would be like one thing I definitely would.
0: Like, Do the lengths not scare you off at all?
1: Not really. Like I think. When it comes to like something like that, it would definitely be something I would do once in a while rather than anything, because Mm -hmm. looking at the boards now, like a world record time is like four hours.
2: Ooh and
1: it's not something I'd play often, but I definitely think like it would be something I enjoy to do and Yeah, yeah kind of wild, because I've never played a Final Fantasy game before. Not a single one, really. I feel like most people get
0: drawn in by at least one. Like, ten was a big one for a lot of people. Seven,
1: maybe. Hmm. Fifteen, watching it, uh, actually really, really drew me in. And I don't know why, but I've wanted to ever since just play it, and then run it, and then, you know. So I might do one day, but yeah.
0: I personally, I love the things that get me immersed so something like that does because it's got like that open world and character building and almost like a Kingdom Hearts fighting style. So I liked it. I never finished it, but I liked it.
1: I think Kingdom Hearts is something I'd also like to get into.
0: They were fun when I played them. I don't know how well it would hold up as like a new game, if that makes any sense.
1: That's fair, yeah. But it's also an issue of like, some things because so many games that we played as a kid or whatever just don't hold up. Yeah. Very it's kind of well. rare. And also Cuphead. Cuphead also looks like an insane speedrun.
0: Oh, yeah. it It's a hard casual game. I'm sure once you break it down, just like I I don't know, I think of Hollow Knight, like once you kind of know how everything goes, it's probably easy. But in yeah. my casual playthrough of Cuphead, I'm like, this is hard. <laughs> the-
1: a Cuphead... Yeah, Cuphead looks fun. Hollow Knight is so much
2: fun.
0: Mhm. I love that game. Silk Song soon.
2: Asterisk. <laughs> but yeah, do you have a question for our next guest? Um and it can be anything. It's dumb as possible. How do you like your toast? It, it don't matter. Where do you think would be the coolest place in the world to speedrun from?
0: Like, okay, okay. I'm curious like your take any on location, that.
1: Any location you could choose in the world. Like, where do you think, where would, would they think they'd want to speedrun in the coolest like place?
0: Do you have a spot that comes to mind for you right away?
1: Uh... Probably the side of like a Norwegian mountain or something. I was thinking imagine- also
0: on a mountain, like cabin or something. Yeah,
1: yeah. Imagine being able to like live stream from the side of a mountain.
0: That'd be sick. And Maybe like that's just because I want to be there anyway.
1: Just have like I don't know, uh, Final Fantasy game just speed run from the side of a mountain. That would be like insane.
0: Hmm. I mean that uh, that sounds like paradise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you again for joining me. And my last question for you, where can the people find you?
1: Uh, They can find me on twitch.tv slash Axington123 or on Twitter. Uh, I'm at what's with salad. If you like someone complaining about McDonald's salad or just salad in general, uh, that's the place to go to. Because I don't think anybody else (laughs) on this planet has a Twitter dedicated to disrespecting salad.
0: Have, has McDonald's reached out to you yet?
1: They have not, unfortunately. Mm. But they have not tried to convert me. But you know, I just think it's so pointless the amount of lettuce they put on their burgers <laughs> uh,
2: compared to like
1: the, the patty. Right?
2: Mm-hmm. You get
1: you get like the patty, and when you get like more lettuce than patty, why do? You, why would you want that? Why would anybody want that?
0: And this is the hill worth dying on.
1: I I will die on this hill.
0: Again, it has been a pleasure. Thank you again, and I hope everyone has a good time, and I'll see you next time, week, eventually, soon. Bye!
1: Bye!